Hello and welcome to the June 14th episode of TED. My name is Garrison and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world, such as another tragic death of a black man at the hands of the police, Dr. Fauci predicts there might not be a second wave of the coronavirus in the U.S., Nickelodeon confirming Spongebob is a part of the LGBTQ plus community, and much more. In our first story of the day, the Atlanta police officer who fatally shot Rashard Brooks has been terminated, Atlanta police spokespersons announced Saturday. A second officer involved has also been placed on administrative leave. The announcement about the two officers comes as protesters flooded streets of southeast Atlanta Saturday night, angry over the fatal shooting of Brooks, an unarmed black man who was killed by Atlanta police Friday night. The protesters surrounded the Wendy's where Brooks was shot and then made their way to nearby Interstate 75-85, bringing the major thoroughfare to a standstill. The Wendy's where Brooks lost his life was in flames Saturday night, and a crowd also set fire to automobiles near the fast food restaurant. Earlier in the day, police used tear gas and a flashbang to try to clear the crowd there. The chaos came after Atlanta's police chief stepped down and the mayor called for the officer who shot Brooks to be fired. Brooks was shot in the Wendy's parking lot Friday night after he scuffled with officers and ran away with one of their guns, their stun guns. The incident began with a call to police at 10.33 p.m. Friday about a man sleeping in a parked vehicle in the restaurant's drive through lane, causing other customers to drive around it. Police gave Brooks a field sobriety test, which he failed. He resisted arrest and struggled with officers. A video from a witness begins in the middle of a struggle between Brooks and two police officers. In the video, an officer is heard telling Brooks to stop fighting and hands off the taser. As the scuffle broke up, the video shows Brooks, shows Brooks beginning to run from the officer and is seen holding what appears to be a stun gun in his right hand. It appears one of the officers fires a stun gun at Brooks three times as he runs away. A witness told investigators that Brooks had one of the officer's stun guns. Shortly after Brooks and one of the officers run by the car of the eyewitness taking the video, a second officer runs by, following Brooks. Three shots are then heard out of frame. The Wendy surveillance video doesn't show the scuffle, but shows Brooks running away from where police cars are parked. In that video, Brooks appeared to be point the stun gun at the Atlanta officer. The eyewitness says, quote, At that point, the Atlanta officer reaches down and retrieves his weapon from his holster, discharges it, and strikes Mr. Brooks there on the parking lot, and he goes down, end quote. Brooks was taken to the hospital where he died, the statement said. One officer was treated for an injury and released. In more horrific news, thousands of protesters gathered in Palmdale, California on Saturday to mourn 24-year-old Robert Fuller, whose death has sparked alarm in the Antelope Valley as investigators try to determine whether it was a suicide or foul play was involved. Authorities initially said they suspected it was a suicide, but then backed off that statement and ordered an autopsy. His body was found hanging from a tree near the Palms, Palmdale City Hall early Wednesday. Many of the people at Saturday's memorial expressed anger and frustration at Fuller's death and what they see as a rush by authorities to label it as a suicide. On Friday, Lieutenant Kelly Yeagerliner of the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Coroner's Office said a decision on the case of Fuller's death has been deferred pending an investigation. A full autopsy is planned. Fuller's death has generated intense attention, especially after weeks of protests over the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Kim Kardashian West tweeted about the case, urging people to sign a petition demanding a full investigation. Community members confronted city officials at a news briefing Friday, questioning why they were quick to label Fuller's death a suicide and asking whether he might have been a homicide victim. The residents asked whether there were cameras around the park. 
The city said there were no outdoor cameras and video recorders on a nearby traffic signal could not capture what happened. In some positive coronavirus-related news, leading U.S. public health expert and White House Coronavirus Task Force member Dr. Anthony Fauci has said that the U.S. may not see a second wave of cases of COVID-19. According to researchers at John Hopkins University in Maryland, the U.S. has recorded more than 2 million cases of COVID-19 and nearly 115,000 deaths. Many experts, experts fear attempts to reopen shuttered state economies and mass protests over police brutality and structural racism could contribute to a second surge in cases. But Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, who has been sidelined by the White House since April after breaking of Donald Trump's position on reopening the economy, told CNN on Friday increases in cases in several states were not necessarily indicative of a second spike of infections. He said, quote, when you start to see increases in hospitalizations, that's a surefire situation that you've got to pay close attention to. It is not inevitable that you will have a so-called second wave in the fall or even a massive increase if you're approaching it in the proper way, end quote. He added, advising people to maintain social distancing and to continue wearing masks in public. According to the Federal Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, close to 80% of Americans self-isolated in the last month and 74% wore face masks in public, either always or often. Residents of New York and Los Angeles did so about 90% of the time. In the past week, 19 states, including Texas, South Carolina, Utah, Arizona, North Carolina, Arkansas, Alabama, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Florida, have reported seven-day rolling average highs for new COVID-19 infections. In social media news, Twitter disclosed that it has found over 180,000 accounts that were created and amplifying propaganda for China, Russia, and Turkey. Just over 32,000 of the accounts were core propaganda creators, Twitter says. All content they shared and amplified has been deleted. In addition, China employed another 150,000 accounts to amplify content that its core accounts created. China created a new propaganda network on Twitter after a previous one aimed at Hong Kong dissidents was found and deleted in summer 2019. This new account includes almost 24,000 core content creators and 150,000 amplifiers. Twitter suspended 1,152 accounts associated with Current Policy, a state-blocked media organization in Russia that spreads state propaganda. The accounts promoted the United Russia Party, which holds the majority of legislative seats in the country. The youth wing of Turkey's ruling AK party was later was likely behind an effort that included 7,340 accounts tweeting support for current Turkish president Erdogan and the AK party, Twitter says. In addition, Turkey's Twitter propaganda army included hacked accounts of organizations that have been critical of Erdogan. Twitter deleted the 32,242 accounts in the core propaganda initiatives and included them in a public archive. It's not clear what the company is doing yet to the 150,000 amplifier accounts that were used to retweet and like posts from the Chinese bot army. Social media companies are working together to identify bots, propaganda, and state-linked information operations, which Twitter acknowledged. Clearly, however, with large nations using sophisticated technology on social platforms like Twitter and Facebook for information wars and propaganda, they still have their work cut out for them. In automotive news, following coronavirus-related delays, Ford's long-awaited Bronco officially has a reveal date. The 2021 Ford Bronco will make its long-awaited debut on Thursday, July 9th, the automaker confirmed in an Instagram post. The Bronco was originally scheduled to debut in April, and Ford had even issued invitations for media to attend the event, 
but the coronavirus pandemic put those plans on hold. In entertainment news, Nickelodeon has officially shared that SpongeBob SquarePants is a member of the LGBTQ community. During SpongeBob SquarePants' run, many fans argue that SpongeBob is gay. Now, in a tweet from Nickelodeon on Saturday, Nickelodeon seems to confirm that SpongeBob is part of the LGBTQ community, with a tweet saying, quote, celebrating hashtag pride of the LGBTQ community and their allies this month and every month, end quote. The tweet included three images of characters from the Nick roster, SpongeBob, Schwaz Schwartz from Henry Danger, and Korra from Avatar, The Legend of Korra. However, Nickelodeon hasn't specified his exact identity, which could also include bisexual, queer, etc., and turn off the replies to its tweet. Fans still celebrate the moment and champion the network for its recognition of SpongeBob for Pride. And in sports news, Kyrie Irving is leading a fight against the NBA resuming play because he thinks it would draw attention away from the social justice, justice movements that have been going on. More than 80 players joined the Net Star on a conference call Friday night, with several sharing the opinion that the league, scheduled to restart on July 30th in Orlando, shouldn't distract from the nationwide reforms being fought for by the Black Lives Matter cause. Some players disagree with Irving, arguing that four months of daily media coverage fed to millions of sports star fans can be an even stronger vehicle for their message. The sport's strongest voice and most recognizable face, LeBron James, is reportedly leading the fight in favor of finishing the season. Earlier in the week, James announced the formation of a voting rights group, along with Hawks guard Trey Young, in hopes of increasing black voter turnout and ending black voter suppression. James reportedly was not on the Friday call. That's all for today's episode of 10. Thank you for listening and have a great day.